I can't believe it, but I listened to a podcast today. Jeff Probst podcast? You on, did? On fire with Jeff Probst. Well, I was driving to Trader Joe's and I was like, I'm in the mood for something and I don't know what. I don't really feel like listening to music. I don't feel like listening to my standard podcast. And I knew I probably wasn't going to rewatch the episode. So I wanted to kind of feel like I was doing my homework a little bit. Go behind, go behind the scenes, if you will. What? A wild ride. And I, I think I've probably said this. I've listened to the start of like the the first episode they did, mm-hmm. but this is the first one I've tuned into. It, it, it's like the, the Jeffest parts of Jeff on steroids in the podcast. Like, okay, wait, I have a question. As someone that's listened to it, is he interviewing anyone or is he just talking? No. So he has what appears to be to me like, two other people there's I think one other producer and then one person who I don't believe is affiliated that's kind of like helping steer the conversation but I mean so it it's it is a conversation but he's definitely the centerpiece of it and what I didn't realize is they spent the first few minutes kind of kind of talking about the episode like Jeff was like Matt's one of my all-time favorite players and I was like really out of all 44 seasons that's a little bold but I I actually have some kind words to say about Matt later for sure um but they kind of pick like themes or I guess topics and this week's theme was the big theme so they were talking about like the creative process of developing season themes like redemption island or david and goliath and um a couple just quick notes and then we'll get into it but one of the most wild parts was first of all and i commented on escaping realities instagram post with this but (laughs) not once not twice but at least five times jeff used the word birthing and not in the context of a human, but like when I was birthing this idea, when I was birthing this theme, like when I like, like, and I was just like, dude, it is a part you of need him. to stop. It is a part of him. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, this, he, wait, wait, like he, he was like, oh, he's like, just you wait. This whole murgatory thing. That's just the bloody show. Wait until Oh my God. Too far, Ashley. Too far. Um, but he was talking about, yeah, and he was like talking about, like, oh, stop it. She just spit out her drink, you guys. I didn't, no, I contained it. I literally in my head thought, what is Jeff's mucus plug? Sorry, oh God, there's, stop. A, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We just, just, we just lost half our audience. I'm sorry. Well, you know what? If they don't want to know about the human body, they need to grow up. Okay. Oh, um, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. But so, and he, he really was getting into his process. And I think, I don't know if I have to assume it's genuine, but like the way he's describing himself is he's like, start of a season, I sit down and I just start writing and I just start writing my ideas and creating my Bible for, and like, I'm just, okay. And then the other thing that really made the hairs on my arm stand up was in a bad way. I'll say it and you can decide. He he was talking about Redemption Island and and the one nice thing is like throughout they were kind of <clears throat> acknowledging the way that the fans react to different things. And this all kind of started where they were talking about Matt and they were talking about this season and he did acknowledge that a lot of people well not a lot, but he some people just do not jive with like this emotional character development. Like everyone has a sob story kind of era that we're in. And he's like, but we just go with what we feel is right. And this is what feels right right now. But anyway, he's talking about Redemption Island and how a lot of people didn't like that. And he's like, I know that people are going to think what I'm about to say is, is cringy. He didn't say cringy, but, um, Redemption Island for me was 
about and I'm not getting this verbatim, but he said Redemption Island was about a spiritual experience. I also just think Redemption Island is also like what that was Boston Rob, right? Season 22, I'm pretty sure. And yeah. it's interesting, Matt, the Christian, was the one who was on Redemption for so long and kept winning. And he and like I actually believe his luxury item. I, I sorry, don't sorry, I fucked up. Edge of Extinction. Oh. Edge of Extinction was the spiritual experience. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, my mom was like, I like Matt because he's a Christian. I'm like, okay. Oh. All right, mom. And that is kind of like a, rede- you know, a redemption getting back mm-hmm. in. But okay. Edge of Extinction. Okay. Interesting. Because for me, it sucked. Yeah. Jeff. And he, he, he was like, he, I mean, that's, that's really all you need to know. And then like, he read part of his i guess like when it's a new a new season is upon us he like writes these creative briefs or like what he calls a bible and he read an excerpt from winners at his winners at war bible and he read it in this voice that like i'll I'll do my best okay (laughs) it's time wait hold on because it was kind of it was like a little that's like a little gob gobliny. It was gobliny, but with like a British accent. Like <laughs> it is time to go to war. Like it was so weird. And he read this entire like two, three paragraphs in this voice. And I was just <gasps> like, who asked you to do this? It sounds is it a little Dungeons and Dragony? Perhaps. You know, like a, little, a, little, a little fantasy was, was the whole of Ju- Dungeons and Dragons of it all Jeff's brainchild oh my god is he, well, is he, is he involved in this movie is he a producer credit uh, um, but you know this whole thing I really feel like at a certain I don't know it, it, it's that, that's all I want to say about it I, I, could, I could get more well, but before before we dive into the episode, I mean, well, do you have any more to say? You, you just said this is all I want to say about it. But, okay, did you see Malcolm's series of tweets? No. And is it going to upset me? No. No, no, no. Okay. So I, you know, as, as I mentioned recently, I'm I, I, I'm not a big uh, t- tweeter. Or what, what do you call someone that's on Twitter, you know? like uh, Oh, I'm seeing some of this. Uh, I I don't know. You're not big into the Twitter. I don't know. So for some reason, I don't know, the app updated. I keep getting notifications. I got one from Malcolm. And someone made a comment that like, oh, Malcolm and like all these other people are ready to like, you know, throw down with Jeff because of, you know, all the changes that he's been making. Malcolm says it much more eloquently than I. And, you know, I don't, it's kind of long, so I don't want to read all of it but basically his vibe is you know yes he like a lot of other fans they don't particularly love all of these changes and these twists but it's not jeff it's not jeff's fault jeff jeff's job is convincing these people with money to keep giving him money like i think he said to the tune of like 20 million dollars to produce a season of survivor and at this point they're all a survivor family and there's people's livelihoods and there are these fans we wanted to keep going but in order for those people who may not even have a vested interest in survivor as a game or a show they need to sign those checks so jeff needs to probably be like this is the next big thing so he probably needs to like say it with his whole chest like yeah he's like he's basically like jeff is doing what he has to do yeah but it's it sucks it's like okay it sucks it's to the disservice of the true fans i think but at the same time in order to keep it going and make it not be a paramount plus exclusive and like lose you know any of its relevancy not any of it not all of its you know it's it's reach it's reach like i stopped watching dancing with the stars when it went on disney plus exactly so like i do i do get that but it does just kind of it does just kind of suck because well at this point i want to tell people like at first i felt when I wanted to tell, like, I have a Survivor co- p- podcast. I want to tell people you should watch Survivor. But then I was like, shit. I was like, if I tell them to watch season one, they're going to be like, what the hell? There's like people rubbing sticks together. Like, this is stupid. But then when it got so good, it's hard because I want to be like, watch this season, watch mm-hmm. this season. And now you would think in a modern era, I could say, 
just watch the season just live. Turn it it's on. too yeah. it's too convoluted. It's it's very convoluted, and I don't know if it would hold. You know, I I totally agree. I have a few thoughts. One is I'm catching up on these tweets now, and I think something that's interesting is people are misinterpreting his comments a little bit, and he's people are interpreting it as Malcolm's ready to fight Jeff Probst, but he's saying. No, it's not Jeff Probst's fault. Like he is trying to keep the thing that we all love, that he loves more than any of us, alive. Yeah. But the issue, the issue is like the network and production and like just our society. Like it's not, you know what I mean? It's like back in the day, like they were getting um sponsorships and advertisements from like Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Mountain Dew, Charmin, like wh- whatever. But other thoughts. One, I I do agree with you that it it ha- it I yeah, I I think starting with season 1, people would be bored. Starting with this season, it'd be super confusing. You know what I would say to people? I would say watch the Netflix seasons. Mm. That's what I would say. Yeah, that, that that's a very good point. And I wonder who has a hand in picking in picking them, you know? Like is Jeff involved? Is that Jeff just like sprinkling a little something in, like being like, "Listen, these are the golden ages." Mm-hmm. There's more um, where that came. From. I was, you, you know, when there's like an obscure pop culture reference that you don't like know why it lives in your brain, like and it just comes out. I was trying to think, I like, I was like, it just feels like when they're creating these challenges, they're just like, and then sharks with laser beams, and I was like, what the fuck is that? And it's from Austin Powers and Goldmember. Like, when did that come out? I probably saw that one time when I was in eighth grade or something. But I literally think it came out in 2002, probably when I was in eighth grade. One time. And I was just like, you know, Jeff's like, oh, yeah. And then you do this. Like, I just saw the twist. I, I don't know. That, that I was trying to think of a way to describe it. But it's just too much. It's too much. Before we get into the too muchness, I do want to quickly introduce the show 12 minutes oh, sure. in. Welcome to Idol yeah. Chatter. I'm Laura. And I'm Ashley. And we are here to pull apart and dissect this show that we all love so much because it is it is too this episode was the definition of too much and jeff by the way in on fire jeff probst the official survivor podcast did kind of like they did talk about why they did it and he he said you know when you have small tribes there's no there's nowhere to hide so he wanted people to have nowhere to hide and he liked the randomness of it. It, it. it didn't feel like a good explanation. Yeah. I think I took less of an issue with the split. And I took more of an issue with the advantage that the winning tribe got. Yeah. I Okay. One thing I want to say. We open up with Jam Jam. And he's so funny. He, so is, funny. he is hilarious. Like when they get back it's called merge tribe so it's like merge tribe day Mm -hmm. whatever and then jam jam is like jam jam means survivor in fijian when they're trying to make up a name and people are like really like obviously no he's full shit but he said that va means four in fijian so vava is like four four like season 44 so that's their name I thought that was cute jam jam is just really he's really funny i don't know just like you know he's like oh you know I understand, like, you wrote my name down, like, it's going to be a problem. Well, it is, like, but he's, like, joking. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Love Jam Jam. Still's, still's making me laugh. Then- I, I I do remind me, speaking of how Jam Jam cracks us up, is I do want to talk about, like, when we get to Tribal, the conversation that him and Jeff had about, like, using humor as a defense mechanism and oh, just so, so wholesome. But, yes, yeah. let's go on. So, and then we get a moment where Matt can vote. Matt is, like, you know, finally I can vote. I went to the very first summit. I lost my vote for two tribal councils, which is pretty wild that he's now merged and he has literally never voted yet. So that's exciting. He's finally feeling like he can really play the game. Well, you're going to play, buddy. You're going to play. Um, and then, interesting, it's Brandon, Kane, Jam Jam, and Matt are sitting there and Brandon brings up about the fake idols, the birdcage idols. And Matt yeah. is like in his head, shit, because 
he finds the birdcage idol now he knows there's a fake there was only one in there and then he thinks back he didn't really think it was that weird at the time but danny was kind of like hey buddy make sure you look in every single one of those like tree divots in he found the key so he's like shit danny has the soka idol by the way okay so i have yeah i thought that was interesting and i i did like seeing the way that they edited like matt processing that information and like remembering back to how danny was like stick your finger stick your hand in every every tree or whatever like and it's Matt and I were t- my husband Matt and I were talking about it and it's funny because in your mind right like when we saw Danny do that um you know put the idol back in that way and and Carolyn like in in my head when I saw it being done I was like that's a no-brainer like that's the best way to get your mileage out of this fake idol but then seeing this play mm-hmm. out you're like there is a downside to everything you know what I mean like you really do need to think something through at every single angle yeah. by the way are you sure are we sure that Carolyn knows the difference between the fake idol and the real idol I don't and know I, I know I that you're I thought that she had them mixed up and then you said something like I think that they changed which one is real which is fake depending on the tribe i deeply hope that's the case i do not i mean like luckily it hasn't been an issue yet but i'm deeply afraid of that i'm still not convinced yeah i mean i guess we'll i guess we'll see but hopefully it doesn't come down to it i don't know like maybe she's not she'll never have to use it maybe she'll be safe but something else yeah. that, that caught my attention was that they, they called danny danny bronx oh yeah that was funny yeah. yeah what, what what did yeah matt said that he was set up like a chump by danny bronx <laughs> yeah um <sighs> and then um then we go to danny and he's talking to i think i think maybe kane and carson and danny saying listen lauren has an extra vote why don't we just go for her because and then kane you know kane says which is a good point the smaller that the tribe gets the more dangerous that extra vote is but then i really did like this because it is minus the twist we're going to learn about coming up carson then goes to carolyn and jam jam and is like we're in a good spot that you know it's it's kind of like soka and ratu warring against each other and we three are in the middle because yeah they're both tribes of four that are pretty solid and they're in the middle so they kind of get to decide so I'm like, oh, great. Carolyn's safe. Jam Jam's safe. Carson, Carson's cool. Like, he's uh, good for him. I, like, I love that three. I love that three. I think it's an interesting dynamic. I, I will protect that three at all costs. Yes. So um, then at this point, it's time to go to the both reward and immunity challenge. Um, I actually... Even when I was watching it and rewatching it, I, I I don't know if I could like describe it in great detail, but basically they're all okay. So they are they pick rocks, right? Mm-hmm. So there two is, teams of five. Yeah, two teams of five, and then one person draws an odd rock, and they get to decide who they are having allegiance with. Like, so if that tribe wins, they win. If that tribe loses, they lose. And so the winners and the losers, the winners get peanut butter and jelly sandwiches salty potato chips and iced tea oh my god when i saw those potato chips last night i was just like i would murder oh by the way i'll just throw this in 19 minutes in i am pregnant everyone (laughs) and i my craving congrats i had no idea um my cravings come in such waves that, like, if I see something, I I have to have. And, like, Matt was like, do you want me to go to Wawa? I was like, no. Anyway, salty potato chips. Do you want me to quickly say who – what the teams are? Yes, please. Okay. So, orange team is Carolyn, Danny Bronx, Franny, <laughs> Heidi, and Kane. And then the purple team is – no, the purple team's Brandon, Jamie, Lauren, Matt, Jam Jam. 
Correct. And then Carson sides with sided with the with orange. Yes. Sorry. Yes. It like the thing I was reading cut off. Okay. Yeah. Um, who who um at a, at like first glance like what team did you think was gonna pull it off? I felt like it was a pretty. These what these ones and the, the challenge itself was they had to stand on essentially a balance beam and then balance a pole that's balancing a ball and you can't let the ball drop. Like we've seen a variation of this plenty yeah, of times. Yeah, yeah, very long pole. Like I I would be out in a second, I'm sure. Very shaky hands. Um I don't know because you I don't know like how do you look at someone and know? I would say I might have looked at orange and sa- said no, but knowing what I know about Danny, though, knowing mm-hmm. about his breath work and stuff. But I don't know, like, there is, there's Franny, there is Dan, like, I feel like they, they all do the yoga and stuff, but then there's I also know. Jamie. So I just, I don't know, I feel like yoga, balance, it, it's hard. So I feel like maybe I would go with Orange. This, this one, though, like, as soon as they're split up, I think having seen the preview last week and just immediately knowing that. Franny and Matt are different on different tribes. I am. It's funny because sometimes you don't know how you feel about something until mm-hmm. you know. And like I've been a little bit delighted, but also a little bit cringy at their relationship, at their showmance. And as soon as they were on two different tribes, my reaction was like, oh no. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I, fe- I felt the same way. Like I, I was worried. And it was surprising to me. And like, just to get into it, we don't need to go one by one. But at a, at a pretty early-ish point, I would say, Franny is the last person standing for or- for her for her team, Orange. Yeah. And there's still a few purples left. There's still like two or three purples. So the whole premise of this split is, it's so crazy, is that, okay, each person to finish last for their team will win individual immunity. But in addition, the person to finish last overall wins immunity for their entire team and reward. And which they is also, so, it's insane. So but they, and the, they also can't vote either. They attend right. tribal, but they can't vote. So it's all going to come down when everything is said and done to four people being eligible to go home and five people voting. So it's really fucking crazy. Or maybe or car or if Carson siding with orange, five people. Right. Eligible, but still, you know, potato, mm-hmm. potato, not really that big of a deal. Salty potato, salty yeah. potato. And so what ends up happening is Franny's the last person standing. Ashley, I truly thought that she was going to drop in order to preserve Matt. Like just I didn't she- even think about that until I read something online today. I, I didn't even my brain, I didn't even I didn't understand. Because basically what Franny could have done is she could have won a one individual immunity and then stepped off. Is so that, that what you meant with your text message to me and Brian? Yeah. I was confused. I was like, wait, do you mean like she could give her necklace to Matt? Like I was so, I did not understand it. But you meant she could have just stepped down making her. Yes. I didn't, I didn't get that. No, I, I did mean, I did think that she could give her necklace to him. Oh, okay. Like, cause, cause Jeff said something like Jeff made a call. And the reason I said that is because Jeff made a comment. Like when he was giving her her individual immunity, he was like, but you don't even need that because you have group immunity. So I'm like, yes, so if okay. she has group immunity and individual immunity. Why does she need to keep the necklace? That's like it was another just more fu- symbolic. Yeah, but it's confusing. yeah, but that's like another fuzzy role because like you used to be able to give away your necklace, and it seems like that was not all permitted. But I that's guess a like very good point. I think also the the wording, the wording that Jeff used was confusing because to me. You will go to tribal, but you will not vote implies you are still all sitting together and you can say things and you can give someone your necklace, but they were sequestered off to the side. So yeah. to me, you're not attending tribal, like you're watching tribal, but whatever, yeah. like that's beside that, the point. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't even think about it until like I later read an article or something like, oh, wow. Like, I mean, and, and she has every right to do what she did. 100%. But- and I, I think that it was the, I do think. It was the right thing to do because for herself, for herself like I, one of the articles I read that was really funny. is like, 
like how did she not think of that but i guess like when you have jeff probes yelling like dig deep like you know you're just in it but i also think like you know would it have saved her an ally yes but i i do think the the longer matt stayed the bigger target the two of them as a pair were and it's not like she doesn't have any other allies do you know what i mean like she's good like she's i think she'll be able to reconfigure and make something of it so but anyway (laughs) oh but well yeah so ultimately yeah so it's a brandon versus franny showdown and she ends up being longest so that means that carson carolyn heidi danny bronx franny and kane all have they are they are all safe they are not voting and then the other thing about it is after this is all over jeff tells those five that are on the losing tribe brandon with immunity that they're going to the old soka camp they're not going back to the to the merged tribes beach and matt doesn't he doesn't have his bag jeff talked about this on his podcast too yeah with his fake idol and his shot in the dark I didn't realize the shot in the dark was something you would like carry. Like I thought it was just chilling there in the. Room. I know, me too, and I think that's kind of stupid. It is kind of um, stupid, and also like, why do why is I don't know. Maybe though, I, I don't want to pretend I pay perfect attention, and this wasn't brought to my attention previously. Matt doesn't have his bag, which is sad. But this is really where we spend the bulk of our episode is with these two different teams, and first we're with the winning team, and they're enjoying their food, which looks so good like the fact that the potato chips were in a brown paper bag and you could like see the grease it just oh <laughs> chef's kiss um and when they get there there's this little envelope that says like read this after you're done eating which is r- rude because like you kind of just can't enjoy your meal in peace mm-hmm. do they really i mean they have some discussion while they're eating of like what they think will happen and the 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 biggest themes are Franny's worried about Matt and Carolyn is super fucking worried about Jam Jam in like That's a really cute. sweet emotional way. And it's funny because like they have been so hot and cold with each other where like I just wasn't expecting her to feel that strongly. But I guess with Carolyn you have to expect the unexpected. I also feel like I feel like I feel like their relationship is I feel like they're they're like brother and sister. It's like you don't always you don't always like that person, but ultimately you love them. It was really sweet and I hope it like gets back to him or like just in watching it back like he I think he'll be very touched. Yeah, because it, it's just the way that it was the, the the way that like she didn't even I feel like Franny tried to play it a little bit cool. Yeah, you know, because you don't want somebody. But she was like, "Yeah, Jam Jam and I are like we're a pair." Like, and yeah. she she just she wears her heart on her sleeve. I think, you know, Franny's appeal a little bit to to the to everybody. Like, not that she had an appeal to make, but she was like, you know, I think it's gonna be Jam Jam. Like Matt, Matt and Brandon get along. Like, you know, Matt has Matt has friends. Matt like, and the the way that like they were kind of thinking about it and the, even the other team too was like when that team is thinking about like who do you vote out you have to factor in like how is the other team gonna feel like are you gonna piss people off and who you sent yeah home? but switching True. over to that team like the it basically comes down to matt or jam jam so also keep in mind like lauren has this extra vote and matt does kind of say to brandon and i don't think it was jamie jamie yeah jamie he was like listen i assume the three of you so the third being lauren are solid but if i'm reading that wrong if there's a crack and brandon immediately shuts it down and it's like i think yeah and he's like nope we're the three of us are solid i'm not writing lauren's name down so it kind of comes down to Matt or Jam Jam. Jam Jam then does talk to Lauren though, and it's like, "Hey, just to let you." And this, I think, this was really smart, just to let you know. Danny was talking about voting out you because of your extra vote, 
I don't know how involved Matt was in it, but you know, they're both Soka. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm just the, I'm just a Tika, you know, what do I have? He didn't say that, but you know what I mean? Like, it does kind of make sense though. Like Lauren's like shit. Like, even if, if I go back there, Danny is still after me. Why would I not take out one of Danny's allies is probably, you know, we don't really get her, you know, she, she was saying I want Matt, but. And of course they're both making appeals like, you know, Matt's, I really want to work with you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so that's, that's that. At one point I like Jam Jam and Matt do talk about if they voted for the same person and the other three split their votes. Even in, even if Lauren did use her extra vote, like they still kind of have a shot at making a dent. Yeah. I, oh my God, my heart swelled. I wanted them to do it. I wanted them to pull it off. But then on the other beach, we open the fucking envelope and it's the dumbest piece of shit I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. This is why, this is why people are mad. I don't know. You, like, you, you saw Jeff's cover art for his podcast. Is this worse? I imagine the same artist to be behind it. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever came up with that also co-signed this dumbass <laughs> advantage, which you open it up and it's like, there is a birdcage with an advantage and there is a fuck ton of keys all throughout this jungle. Go find them. And everybody just starts taking off. By the way, this was like false advertising because we suspected Kane was going to get a storyline this episode <laughs> because he has like one line that's like, we're running around like Dungeons and Dragons. And that was literally it. It was not. I'm pretty, sure he, was, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was like, oh, I'm kind of tired. I'm, I was like, dude, I would be so at this point, like. Wait, oh, but the, all they know is that it's an advantage, though. They don't know what it is yet. So I guess yeah. maybe I would push myself. But I don't sometimes the early bird gets the worm. Like, I feel like people are running around like crazy, probably exhausting themselves. I'd probably just be like, chill, like maybe staking out, like grabbing a key every so often. I was wondering, what if, oh, so should we just say, though, ultimately Heidi finds it? Well, I, I do want to say what confused me at first is I thought there was a couple of keys. So the first three that are tested and they don't work, I'm like, huh? And then I realized, oh, there's a couple more. So I'm like, okay, maybe there's one key per person. No, there is literally a fuck ton of keys there is a ton of keys and i hope i hope that number one for the environment of fiji that production knows where every single damn key is and accounts for everyone and two they're gonna use this beach next season watch literally watch next season someone's moseying along and they find a rusty old key and they're like it's an idol it's an idol and it's no it's just a rusty old key from season 44 that that's a key that's a key it's a stick um yeah, yeah but, but it was it was so stupid and so yeah heidi finds the key and so what, you know what reminds me of wait what hmm. oh is it harry potter the keys with wings yeah 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 yeah, I was like, oh, key. I don't know. It's all connected. So the advantage is you, I'm like ex- exhausted talking about. So it's the person who finds it, Heidi, gets to choose a person on the other team and tell them how to vote. And we don't watch- know how it's we and we don't know how it's going to go, though, either. Like, is it private? Is it public? Like, we don't know. It right? does say once oh. Jeff says it's time to vote, she has to be like hello i do maybe kind of wish it was private i also just i don't let's get into it like well but my question was though what if it would be really i don't i don't know what if like whoever found it found it in private and just didn't say it and just went care and went and carried on and like no one really knew who had it so no one could influence try to influence anyone else I like, mean I thought, that but that would probably be bad for your game though. Like I guess. But this this how was this was so bad for her game because Franny is like, oh my God, yes, you found this thing. Like you can save Matt. And she's like, Yeah, yeah, I can save she literally was like, I I can save Matt and Jam Jam. And then like five minutes later, she goes to Franny and she's like, I don't think I can save Matt. And she's like, You literally can. You literally can. You just don't want to. So who remind me like who, Heidi is aligned with 
Danny, Danny and Franny and Brandon. Yeah. Like, oh, and Franny. So it doesn't. Not, no, not Brandon. So she's so, Heidi Soka, which, uh, yeah, we don't get much from her. This is like her episode, really, because. But yeah, so the old Sokas are I, I Heidi, just, like, Franny, I, I, Danny, and Matt. I guess I. I don't know. I want to say I don't blame her. This was like an impossible situation, but I don't think she came out of this episode looking good. Like, and I think in theory she should have, like, it should have been like, wow, she made the smart move. No, because she, she voted for Jam Jam. So it's not even like she was like, yeah, vote for Matt, break up this powerful alliance. Like if she wanted to save Matt, I think here, tell me if I'm wrong. If she had wanted, I'm sorry, I'm like shouting. I'm shouting. <laughs> no, it's your passionate, as am I. If she wanted to save Matt, she had to save Jam Jam too. Like, in order for it to have worked, they needed to be able to vote as a block to vote for somebody else. So, the yeah. only way Matt would have been saved is if she had said, Lauren, vote for Jamie. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then Matt and Jam Jam could have voted for Jamie also exactly but then also exactly. we don't know so but also i'm pretty sure they say well like later when this happens like oh my extra vote like oh can we take her extra? like i don't know it's just so convoluted like if the extra yeah. vote didn't exist it exist they could have done that but and know. and and matt said in one of his exit interviews he was like when jam jam and i like did the math and especially once we knew about that advantage we knew the math wouldn't work out like there was no point in us trying to combine because lauren had the extra vote so i do think even if you know what i like i I still think even if interesting though because but i'm just wondering though what so so at that point heidi sorry i just interrupted you i totally interrupted you no i'm i have nothing to say heidi because because of that lost a potential ally maybe in jam jam because she put a target on him but then at the same time it didn't even save matt so it's like the person so the person with the advantage it didn't save the person you supposedly are intending to save and then also jam jam you showed no loyalty to him even though you wanted to work with him you liked him you said so to us so nothing good happened there was a curse it just what is this ghost island funny you should mention ghost island oh yeah (laughs) because they talked about that too and how they were trying to figure out how to make it as spooky as possible and they wanted somebody was like a fog machine and they were like no that's too crazy but then one of the designers was like you know what i can do is i can burn like corn husks in the jungle all day and it'll create this natural fog and jeff is like so that's what we did so if you watch the 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 season like you'll notice a foggy kind of feel and i'm like this is what malcolm's talking about they're fucking paying like 10 production assistants to sit on their butts in the jungle burning corn husks so that we can have fake ass fog like this is what's wrong with the show. Instead I'm sorry. Of just I'm just un- having one fog machine that you couldn't obstruct behind some leaves or something. I understand why the that podcast is what it's called because I am on fire with rage <laughs> right now. I am on fire. And honestly, the spookiest thing about Ghost Island was that guy that put the rice in his socks <laughs> and then expected others to eat it. I, I was like, I'm, I'm in my rewatch and I'm on. 34 game changers right now and <laughs> i actually have never watched um ghost island a second time i don't i'm pretty sure i think i tried one time but i it was not on hulu when i did my last rewatch it ended at game changers mm-hmm. so since i've had paramount plus i've never rewatched game changers and i put that you know even though that was what that was season 36 we're on 44 now plus at throw in a pandemic that was five years ago and i still that still haunts me that someone would think it's okay to put rice in their sock to try to like clean it in some way or like preserve it like no one wants to eat it out of your gross sock Whew. we got here because we said what is this ghost island oh, uh, <sighs> oh like, Laura, it, it was a curse like heidi's advantage was really a curse because it didn't even i mean we'll, let, should we get to tribal really because like that's where we're heading yeah we i mean I, I felt like that's kind of where we were at like but yeah, yeah. we can get into the papaya 
Oh yeah, yeah. You want to talk I, about the papaya? No, I mean, I can honestly, I will say, I did kind of tune in out like last when I was watching on Wednesday, and then also when I was rewatching, I feel like I was overwhelmed, and I just didn't take any notes. Like, oh, so I guess Matt does say something in tribal, like about how he doesn't have his bag, and he's like, "Hey, you know, if my bag's over there, could I, you know, go get it?" And they didn't bring his bag. Yeah, Which, and so. Yeah. He he's like I brought this papaya. Jeff, can I give you this papaya and we can all go home? And Jeff's like absolutely fucking not. Cry. And, and, and what about I guess maybe we can get into the jam jam like um you have a better memory of this than me cuz you brought it up earlier of what jam jam says about Yeah, well they 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 spend a, a quite a while on that first, which is Jeff just being like Matt, it's obvious you might go home. Tell us how you feel. And Matt has like this really beautiful vulnerable moment where he talks about like coming into this game with a ton of social anxiety and like you know all of these obst- personal obstacles that we all have and how he overcame them and he gets very emotional and it's just like a very beautiful moment and then Jam Jam gets his turn because he's in the same boat and Jeff yeah he talks about like you know Jam Jam you're so funny like and he he basically says like you know I this, my humor is a defense mechanism because like I'm I'm insecure I'm scared like they're, yeah. they're it's a very similar story in a way. Mm-hmm. I will say just my only notes from Tribal were the way Franny looks at Matt when he's talking when he's doing yeah. that her face I was like dying a little bit and then also my other note was also he's vulnerable and I love it and I will say Matt's twenty seven years old. I'm 34 years old, about to be 35. And I really think that all of our liberal antics, like, might be finally making an impact. Like, on the maybe, youth. To- maybe, maybe toxic masculinity will eventually be put to rest because I just think that's very brave and awesome it's sad that it has to be brave that but that like matt can cry matt can talk about how much he likes franny and stuff and not feel like a schmuck because i feel like a lot of guys would like even though if he was like deeply in love with her and pining for her in his little confessionals would be like yeah it's you know yeah she's cool but it's a number but he literally is open about it and he's like franny like so like i don't know like i feel like i would even just be like yeah like i like him but like i just wouldn't want to be vulnerable and like you know be made to be a fool after in case he was playing me but he just like put it out there during his confessionals and you know just during this tribal and i think that is awesome 110 percent. oh i i i just i just uh punched my desk you've been doing it a ton tonight you've been gesticulating (sighs) wildly ashley i'm sorry i can't help it we're passionate so yeah i mean then Heidi says that she wants Lauren to vote for Jam Jam. We get this weird moment where Lauren is then like, everyone knows I have two votes. Does she control both of them or Jeff or just one? And Jeff is like, just the one. It's like too much shit. Too much shit is going on. I, it's so, everyone is frustrated and I understand why. And I feel like I really strive in this podcast to give like to see both sides and be like, no, I understand why they have to like have a hundred and billion ten advantages. But I Charged I just laser beams. Yeah. I I I mean like I, I get it. I see Malcolm's point of like they have to do something to stay on the air, but like this ain't it. This is yeah. not it. If you wanna if you want a rating spike, bring back some returning players. I don't know what else to tell well, you. Well, hopefully that's what they're gonna do next. Yeah, but we're tired. Like honestly, and it didn't even start with 41 with the new era. It really started with Edge of Extinction and those I mean not or not even sorry, war, winners of war with those damn fire to- tokens. Like Edge of Extinction even was a lot. But like we really I really think the main start of it was game changers. I will I I was saying this to you and Brian, that's the season I'm watching where they randomly there were three tribes they did a tri- tribe swap on like episode two or something like oh hey you just made these tribes oh now you're dividing into three. Oh, now in a couple episodes in two of you tribes are going to tribal together and only one person's going to be voted out it just fucking it's too much like matt says something sorry i'm i just slapped my th- my thighs and enthusiasm this time so i don't know if you heard that skin on skin contact um but yeah just feeling a little heated and passionate tonight 
Matt said earlier when they were like sitting in the Soka um, shelter to Brandon, like, I, I, I guess I think this is what he meant. He was like, oh, I kind of just thought that, like the person who was best at playing Survivor would, you know, come out ahead or something. And I think he just he means ultimately. And Brandon was like, well, I don't know, like, you know, the twists and stuff. And it, I, I just like Matt probably is an old school fan, maybe compared mm-hmm. to Brandon and stuff. And it does suck, like, when Malcolm in Game Changers gets voted out, like, just like that, like, things were going fine for him, and because of a random thing where they all ended up going together, it's just kind of, like, I don't know, I think they're just trying to make it, like, oh, now in this age of Survivor, you need to be adaptable. But it's kind of, it's still kind of bullshit, like, you can have this social strategic game, and then all of a sudden, because an off chance, it's just like, bye, bye, Felicia, I don't know, I just, it's too much. It's too much. And to your point, it's hard to see. And I know I'm sure somebody out there exists where they're like, there's probably somebody who's like, a new advantage? Another one? Sick. Yeah. I'd like to meet that person. Shoot us an email. Shoot us a DM. But to to our point earlier, no one who's been a fan for a while is into this. And to your point, a new, a brand new person coming in is going to be so fucking lost because that brand new person I'm is like, lost. what's an idol? What's an idol? What's a steal of vote? They don't even know this terminology. I am lost. I, I was thinking about it. I was like, one, big fan of Survivor. Seen every season. Literally re-watching all of the seasons now. Have seen them multiple times. Also, pretty intelligent. Per- you know, I, I don't like to toot my own horn, but I'm pretty smart. I should not have to have a PhD to understand what the fuck is going on in a single episode of Survivor. Like, it's too much. It takes the joy out of it. How can I think, oh, what's going to happen? Like, I don't know. I just think the most beautiful part about it really is the back to basics, like strategizing and building relationships and using your mind. The audience shouldn't have to use their mind like that. And dissect yeah. every little thing and think about all these different scenarios. It really saps the joy out of it. Because it's not even – by the time they announce who's getting voted off and, like, whatever advantages are being played, I just feel burnt the fuck out. Yeah. But so Lauren – or Heidi tells Lauren to vote for Matt and Matt Jam, jam. Jam, jam. Jam, jam. Jam, jam. But, okay. But by doing that now at home – and let me break down the vote. So Matt got – Three votes, Brandon, Jamie, and Jam Jam. And then Jam Jam had Lauren and Matt. Mm-hmm. So, really, all Heidi did was like not make a friend in Jam Jam by doing that and mm-hmm. lost one of her members. Yeah. So, yeah. Advantage or curse, Jeff? Advantage or curse? Yeah. It, it, it sucked. It sucked. Definitely. It's like, well, and like you said, you know, with Franny and Matt being on the different tribes, I will say I didn't, I'm not, I'm not necessarily mourning Matt and Franny as an alliance, but I'm mourning them as like people. Yeah. Well, and it, it was cute because Matt did say like, Franny, like, please don't feel bad about like winning. Yeah. At like, the end, you, he was like, Franny, and, I'm like proud of you for winning and stuff. Like, that's so nice. Like, and even when he was walking out of the challenge too, he was like, I'm just so proud of Franny and I'll dive right into like the nicest thing that I've ever read. So, um, <laughs> Matt did. I think I, I screenshotted some stuff from his interview. So I'm, I'm glad we're on the same page. He, he did an interview and this is in a uh, parade.com. And so, um, Throughout the season, this is the question. Throughout the season, we got to know, we got both of you talking about road trips and Ethiopian dinners after the season. We're now almost a year out from you filming. So I have to ask, is the Frankenship, because Matt's last name is Blankenship, (laughs) still sailing strong? And he says, oh yeah, the Frankenship is riding the wind. We are sailing full speed. We are still dating. We're still together. We've done the Ethiopian food. We've got road trips coming up. We're going strong. And then this is my favorite part is the the um, interviewer says, that makes me so happy, though it must have been so interesting to see your first meet cute happen on national TV and to see how she incidentally ended up contributing to your 
Alistair last night in winning immunity. And Matt says, honestly, there are a lot of little moments that were so cute and it feels so sweet and dear to me. I wasn't sure if they would make the edit because there's a lot to have to show on the show, but we got Ernie the stink bug, who was like our child, and the hand puppets when we were building the shelter. All of these adorable moments at the fledgling stages of our relationship, that means the world. And we got a montage. I'm eating it up. Give me more. I want all the Frankenship content. Aww. It's like, it seems like just such a sweet relationship. And I kind of, now that we are where we are and I know that they're dating and they're happy, it's almost, it kind of seems like, Maybe thank God that he went home when he did, because if he had stayed, who knows what might have happened? Like, yeah, you know what? Like, it could have maybe not progressed the way it did. Well, and like, they got the first neat, cute moments. Yeah, and I, I was reading. I, I this was a different article. I don't know if it was like the Entertainment Weekly one, but um, he he said that relationship with me and Franny is so beautiful and so pure. It would be a disservice to me and a disservice to her to not allow that to flourish regardless of game. You know, I'm the real winner of survivor 44. I was like, if someone said that about me, I'm, I can be kind of cynical, but that's so sweet. And I Boston, feel like he means it. Boston, Rob and Amber who? Yeah. Right. Never heard of him. You know Boston Rob is low-key better than Amber won and not him. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. Why do you he think made he made her wear that t-shirt. Why, yeah. why, do you th- why do you think he pro- – no, just kidding. Like, they clearly are in love and have four daughters. Like, mm-hmm. her, but, he had four do- daughters. Like, daughters. Teresa. <laughs> but it really, it really was very sweet. Um, I, I – I'm excited to see how next week shakes out. Also to to answer the question of our game last week, neither of us got who said the episode title correct. The person who said it was Matt. Yeah. And he said it in tribal. So we were a little bit right about the topic. Like we thought it was gonna be more about Franny and Matt, but it was Yeah. You no, know, like we were we were wrong. Um let's let's play our game for next week really quickly. Uh <laughs> The the name of next week's episode, it's episode eight, is Don't Get Cocky, Kid. To me, I feel like it's gotta be Danny. Yeah. I I, I feel like I feel like We can say too. we can say the same thing. Yeah, I mean it sounds like something Danny would say, but also like Danny might be kind of cocky though, and so someone might be saying it about Danny. Danny's super cocky. Brandon also kind of is a little cocky. See, like, I feel like I could could also see Carson saying it, but I feel like it's kind of like an old timey thing to say. And I can't imagine like a youthful Carson being like, don't get cocky, kid. I don't know. I feel like Carolyn says some kind of like Carolyn or Jam Jam too. Like, I don't know, with their little sass. I Mm. I don't know. Well, we'll we'll both say Danny because I don't. We'll both say Danny. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted from recapping this episode right now. So I don't have the mental I know. And I, I, I. I hate I hate being a hater. Also, I don't want to shit on Jeff's creative decisions and podcast and podcast art. Is it blasphemous if you're shitting on Jeff's Bible? It's not what I'm here to do because I do love the show. I do love Jeff. I at the end of the day, the things that I love about it are still what I love. I do love that they have a cast that feels dynamic and emotional and we're going deeper with the people like. I love all of that stuff. I just want like one less advantage, just one less. It's yeah, it's it's too much. Do you want to talk luxury items? Sure. Do you have anything or? I do. Okay. Yeah, go for it. So I've, I've talked the past few weeks about how I just don't know what to watch. And it's still partly true, although – I am counting down the minutes until it's going to be, it's going to be until like tomorrow, but until I can watch the premiere of the, the new and final season of Marvel's Mrs. Maisel. I'm excited to watch that. A new season of Queer Eye is coming. I kind of want to watch, I don't know if you like are familiar with the book, the last thing he told me, but there's like a Reese Witherspoon Hulu series. Like that'll probably be good. But anyway, I haven't had anything to watch and the thing that has been kind of keeping me going over the years was watching the Real Housewives franchises for the first time. And 
I think I've said it's on the podcast, but I got super burnt by New Jersey and I just hate it and I couldn't, whatever. Anyway, you had kind of suggested like maybe Vanderpump Rules would be a good thing to watch because the way that you explained it was like everybody is the worst. So you don't go into it with like any allegiances. And um, obviously the the scandal of it all, like – it did. I was following it as somebody who didn't watch the show. But the thing that really hooked me was the what was the Howie Mandel podcast that he did. Like watching the clips from that, I was like, this person is dumber than dirt. And I've seen episodes here and there. I was just like, okay, yeah, like let me turn on this car accident. And I do see, I do see what you mean by like, it's almost fun to be like, wow, who is the worst this episode? Like. Well- Exactly. And like, like you said, with Jersey is I and I think with like the housewives franchises and stuff, New Jersey is very family heavy. The kids are very involved, like the young kids, we see them being born. And I think that it's hard to not really have an allegiance to someone that's like a mother with children. But when these are a bunch of like toxic 20 somethings like cheating on each other and just being delusional in Hollywood, it's so much i don't know it's easier to cope with them being shitty people because they're all like inherently like shitty in different ways and there's no families involved it's just they they can change i also like something that feels a little vintage and i mean it's this this, when did it start like 2012 is that about right so it does yeah yeah i think so it does feel like a little bit like there's some you know it feels a little old school but I also I'm excited. I know that the, like it's never going to get <laughs> significantly better than what it is, but it's always hard for me whether it's The Bachelor or like whatever to watch a show where a lot of the characters are like 23 because I'm yeah. just like you are so mature and you're so fucking dumb. And that is hard for me right now, but I'm trying to look past it, not cuz I'm like oh they'll grow up, but like they'll still be the way they are, but like hopefully they'll be I don't know. Am I totally wrong there? Like, will it always feel like they're like. Arrested I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Just like the, the fact of like your boyfriend doing something shitty and like being mad at the girl he did something shitty with. Oh, no. I'm like, just, like yeah, I mean, that that continues like. OK, but like, I don't know. They're, they're, they're just like this. It's, it's this slut shaming is wild. They'll just be like. You, you were you were talking to that like filthy home wrecking whore and it's like what like relax yeah but i think like i think the beauty of it is like we recognize that's not cool and i feel like now like they would probably be like yeah like that like i think now like the way they like make up from that and they're like yeah like i'm sorry like i shouldn't have done like it's just weird how like the allegiances can change it's like oh yeah mm-hmm. me and this person were literally like screaming at each other like i threw a drink on this person but like now we're best friends because this other person is- i don't know like it's interesting and i will i did read something that they said that this show like especially the housewives and stuff with the money and the power and everything like is so much more curated mm-hmm. but this is like stassi like who's not even on the show anymore like does say like no like this like this is like very authentic like this isn't like edited like now, i mean obviously like things are edited sometimes in a certain way but like it is very it's much more authentic than some of our other bravo shows that we like yeah i'm i'm into it it's it's uh it's it's hooked me so i'm after we get off this recording i'll probably go watch there's so many things but did you uh, did you happen to see on watch what happens live lala was on this week and she said like to andy like there's some there's a conversation that happens in the finale with raquel and ariana that is just like shocking like knowing what we know now like is just so shocking and andy was like oh i know and like lisa vanderpump even like tweeted about it do you know i saw some rumors about what the conversation was do you want me to share like since you know obviously what scandal is apparently the conversation is ariana saying to raquel that she thinks tom is cheating on her and raquel says that she'll be there for her if he is but she's the one. That's painful. I, I what? 
that guy is a piece of shit and that's what's funny that's what's funny is to know where he is now like in the very I would say the second episode the thing that cracked me up was his girlfriend at the time Kristen Kristen is like yeah like Tom like he really hates opening his mail like he just it's he's afraid to open his mail so like he didn't pay any of his parking tickets and he didn't go to court so like now I'm his chauffeur and it's like what the fuck is wrong with you open your mail that's insane well, and it and like thing- tracks that a person who doesn't open their mail would then like be in a situation I will say I'm bad about opening my mail open go open it right now Ashley I know, I know that's a, I will. come on I know. come on I'm afraid of what it says I don't know no, oh my like, god! What did I do? I'm not. I'm not a fucking criminal. I don't know. But it, but, but the, who is the mail from that you're afraid? I don't of? even know. I don't know. Jury, oh my god! Maybe, what if it's jury duty? Shit! But I guess I have to go if it is. Yeah. Oh my god! I, I don't have like... anything from the government. I don't have anything from the government. Okay, we're good. We're good. It's just like there's so much junk mail. Like who the fuck sends junk mail these days? Like they're just trying to take advantage of dumb people or old people, and it's annoying. Okay, what's your lecture item? Okay, my luxury item is I had heard of this show and, you know, since being unemployed, I was like, you know what? I'm going to dive into some of some of those shows. I, I, I need a new show. I have a day or two or weeks to kill. So I decided yesterday or I asked two days, two days ago, I guess, to watch the other two on HBO Max. I think that I first heard of it because my favorite food blogger, Garcy Pelosi, mentioned it and i was like oh well i love him and he thinks it's funny let me watch it i will say with things that are comedies it's i don't want to scream from the rooftops everyone needs to watch this because i did tell my one friend to watch it and she was like i don't think that's funny and i was like shit my joanne she like she didn't think it was funny and i was like okay i was cracking up spitting my drink out but i also do think like maybe it is kind of like a niche not like niche necessarily humor but there is a survivor episode uh, reference in episode one there were there are multiple survive like i want to know who the hell on the writing team or the production team of this show is a survivor fan because literally they made a joke um okay the premise of the show is there are these two like late 20s like 30 year olds brother and sister the brother is gay the sister like has just broken up with long-term boyfriend she's an ex-dancer he's an aspiring actor aka like really just being a waiter go his the first episode he's going on an (laughs) an audition and the role is man who smells fart at party like that's where he is in his career oh i just have a quick answer for you oh the the creator of the show is a survivor super fan Oh, so. awesome. See? So um that that's the premise. And what happens is they're they're from Ohio, I think Ohio or Michigan. I can't remember. One of those Midwestern states. Oops. Um they their little brother who's like 13 goes viral. And it it I feel like if you aren't if you don't know certain pop culture things, some of the jokes might not land, but I happen to know almost every weird pop culture thing they're referencing so i'm cracking up so it's kind of like in the vein of justin bieber so he goes viral for some song like he's like prepubescent Mm -hmm. like i'll marry you at recess he goes viral and they kind of end up piggybacking off his fame his manager's name is streeter and like he's obviously like it's supposed to be like scooter braun who's like justin bieber's person there's like so many bravo and like housewives references multiple survivor references actually the one where the the kid chase dreams who is the justin bieber character in season two like well at the end of season one they realize that he's actually kind of a shitty singer um and so they kind of like get him to do other things and in season two he's like i want to go back to singing and he's on a podcast and he was like someone's like oh yeah like jeff probst actually has like a rock album coming out like like they make then i I, then i was thinking about on fire with jeff probst just laughing but so many good references also like at one point they set him up to date someone and her name i can't remember what her name is but it's kind of like not an irish first name and they were Mm -hmm. like Oh, she doesn't have a last name. Well, she used to have one, but it's Irish, so they dropped it. And I, I was like, "That's Zendaya." I was like, "I Zendaya has Zendaya's last name is Coleman, so mm-hmm. it's like she's like this pop star with like just like a one name thing." It just it's a lot of references. 
I sp- I literally spit out my coffee on my coffee table. Laughing. I I have a feeling that if we went back, I may have said that as a luxury item over a year ago. Yeah. I, I watched a little bit of it when I was on parental leave, like after Lucy was first born. And I think for me, it was like there was nothing I disliked. I was like, this is a good, it's a good show. And I but it was just kind of like easy watching. And it's so I didn't it didn't feel like I I was it didn't hook me, but I it, like I saw the merit, I would say. And I will say, like, if I wasn't unemployed right now, yeah. I probably like if it was after work and I was busy, I feel like I don't sit down and I'm like, I'm going to enjoy some television and laugh. And I definitely feel like my laughs are coming freer and easier these days since I don't have like debilitating anxiety. Like truly, like I feel like I can enjoy things more when I don't have something in the back of my mind that's like stressing me out, like my job. Mm -hmm. So I was racking up. I watched all two seasons that are currently out in, uh, in like a day and a half. I mean, they're only like 10 episodes. So not that bad and there are 20 something minutes too so you know i still did some productive stuff during the day but also i didn't even realize when i started watching it that the third season comes out on may 4th oh that's so nice yeah so i'm like oh i don't even have to wait so yeah that's my luxury item love it well this was i want to be like this is a fun app but i mean it was fun talking to you but i just i feel like i need to come down from my rage yeah that's fair. Oh, we have we guessed we already guessed the name. Okay, so we've we've done all our things. Yeah, it's time to get it's time to go. That was that was concise. We but did it. Honestly, I feel like concise app, but filled with substance. So much substance. So yeah. much substance. Our, our new game with- should be our new game should be how many times does Ashley slap something while she's passionately talking? Oh my god. What's funny is watching the shadow behind you. That's been yeah. Because <laughs> oh, at first man. I was like, "Is that Snoopy?" No, no, no. That's just Ashley. Yeah. Oops. All right, what can I say? everyone. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with us. We'll be back next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.